Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Okay, Roma, they leave it late again. They clearly give absolutely zero regard for anything uh, or advice. Your cardiologist has told to you, out the window, into the bin, but it doesn't matter because they leave it late again and they win two to one over Sassuolo. Before we get into it, as always, thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. We appreciate your support immensely. If you would like to join the patron group chat and live what is nothing short of uh, what would undoubtedly qualify as a psychiatric ward uh, and mo- a in roller coaster most countries. of emotions, the, the broadest range of emotions you will ever yes. If for some reason you want to add more chaos into your life and live uh, live every single match on the seat uh, uh, of your pants, or is that how it is by the or no? If you want to live every match on the edge of your seat, I'm sorry, my English is your first language. I'm sorry. Oh my god! Well, I mean technically second, but it's almost as if I have two <laughs> second languages and not first because I'm uh, just anyway, anyway. If you want to join the psychiatric ward, uh, patreon.com slash Roma Press. And of course, if you could subscribe, like all of that fun stuff on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Roma Press for the video version of the podcast. Uh, you know, this is what I said in my uh, reaction podcast for the patrons. You can't complain about the ingredients if the final dish tastes superb i'm not going to come on here and complain uh, or be overly analytical of the first half uh, of even you know I, I mentioned it in the group chat during the match i said you know has anybody noticed i have actually shown some growth as a as a as a human by not absolutely dunking on leandro paredes on a bi-weekly basis, which I would have everybody to do because that first half was abominable, uh, not only by him, but the entire team. Uh, because, you know, there's no reason for me to come on here and even begin to make sense of this. There's no reason to try and rationalize every any everything that is taking place right now with Roma, at least from a league standpoint. Andy, there's, there's no making sense of it. There's no making sense of it. Now, Today, Roma, they score, uh, they score both goals within the final 15 minutes. Uh, in the 70th minute, uh, again, our, 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 our uh, data and statistics staff, uh, they are currently out of, uh, yeah, out of the office. Leave. Okay, so, uh, uh, 63rd minute. Okay, so they had half of, uh, more than half an hour to play uh, with a one-man advantage. And I do think... That clearly influenced the match. That that clearly had the big big factor. They that first half. It's difficult for me to find the words because that was abominable, in my opinion. For a team that has Paulo Dybala, Romelu Lukaku in attack to 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 labor to this degree, it, I, I can't just accept it. I, I I can't accept it. I can't. But I'm also not going to again, uh, be overly analytical on it because clearly clearly this recipe that they have here, it works. I don't have to like it. I, you know, I don't have to like that you are using mm, 
the type of uh, uh, pasta noodle I, w I would not prefer in the dish. As long as the final, uh, as long as the final dish itself tastes superb uh, in the form of a victory, that, that's frankly all I care about, and really what I'm sure 99% uh, of people care about. I, the only thing I don't like is the trade-off of a heart attack in the first 60 minutes versus, or I, I should say, uh, frustration uh, and anxiety, madness in the first 60 minutes uh, added to the final half an hour of uh, stroke, heart attack, brain aneurysm. I'm sure there, are, there's even far worse than that. So there's no, there's no making sense of this. I, I can't do it. You can't do it. Clearly, there is something that they um you have to first off applaud the belief that they maintain it till the very end uh, they're, they're what we see tonight what we saw against Udinese, i mean we can go on and on and on and on and on compare that to again uh when roma were under paolo fonseca they go down one goal it's put a bow on it this thing is done uh put it in the post you can send it off it's finished they are not overturning this result. I, I mean, at least now, again, I said it on the uh, in last week's episode, you have to watch the full match now. You you are forced to uh, watch all 19 minutes, for better or for worse, by the way, watch all 19 minutes of Roma because something can happen, uh, whether it be the first minute or, or uh, the 98th minute of extra time. It, it, it can happen. Anything can happen. I applaud them for that. I commend them for that. I, I mean, there's no reason, again, to come on here and, and say, oh, my gosh, the midfield in the first half, disastrous. Uh, uh, you know, what happened to, uh, why didn't Indica fall asleep on the goal of Bernardi? Uh, by the way, we knew Bernardi was going to play at least some part in this match because the way uh, Mor Jose Mourinho came out and perched him a little bit in the pre-match, you knew he was going to, he was either going to have a goal or an assist. So we all knew that was already a foregone conclusion. Uh, but in the end, they win. And I will just say it once more. I'm not going to complain, nor should anyone complain of the ingredients if the final dish is superb. I don't know what else to say. Okay, so let me take over from here. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to be today the glass half full, the glass half empty, because it seems like people have a split opinion as to uh, who takes on what role on this podcast. All I can really add to that is that um, it is definitely true that Roma, as a viewer, now puts you in a position where um, you go really through the whole range of emotions that our group chat also experiences for the patrons because uh, they really put you through the test and uh, they make you they make you doubt them they make you believe in them they keep you guessing um and that takes on various different forms i mean it can it can it can range from certain decision making that goes into Jose Mourinho's substitutions it can go into um the way the team approaches the match to begin with it can range from being once again helpless in the face of a of a goal that you concede that you would not have conceded last year so they give you everything right now like it's it's a full-on experience once upon a time you could have easily just switched on your tv you switched off your tv and uh, you could have just walked away from it safely and said well listen yeah. this is gonna this is how it's gonna pan out 
Well, now it's it's different. Now, for better or worse, like you said, this this whole thing um, with Roma making these late comeback wins in the league is at the same time exciting and terrifying because it really does not allow you to get a good read on on the team. I all I can say is I like certain individuals. I like certain individuals. I can point to performances that I like that interest me that I want to see more of. Um I like that Sardar Azmoun is increasingly becoming yes. you know a steady a steady tool within Mourinho's toolbox and I I like that. I like the fact that we can what we can count on is that desire to win. In the end, there is a desire to win. There is an inability to make it look pretty. There is an inability to 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 keep some sort of uh, stability, solidity that meets our expectations. Because hey, you should not be conceding as against Sassuolo at the twentieth minute. But we can't ask for everything. At the end of the day, this is Roma. What we can ask for is to at least keep be, be consistent. Thankfully, thankfully today it worked out and thankfully we are faced with a, a team that seems to be at least consistent in their pursuit of the three points at the end of the day, no matter what happens, no matter what the previous scenario was, no matter what the what the whole story behind the game was, no matter how it was set up to begin with, at the end of the day, in those final minutes, they always seem to be looking for the three points. And, you know, for a viewer, for a fan, to me at least, that's the difference maker from this Roma compared to a lot of other Romas that, yes, they make you lose hope just as easily as they make you gain that hope back on in those final 10 to 15 minutes of every game, it seems like. It really is a test of, uh, of the human spirit from a, from a viewer standpoint. I mean, as you just said, man, they, they, they make you live every single emotion in such a condensed period of time you go from wanting to rip your hair out you go from seeing this from seeing this pass of Berardi which for me at least it was slow motion you saw it happening as it came off his foot rolling slowly towards the back post we knew that was going to happen we we see I mean this range of things happen all within, uh, again, a very short time span. I don't know what to make of it. Like, like I'm sitting here, I, I'm watching uh, I'm watching all of these breakdowns. I have the zone in the background. I, 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 I'm watching all of these professional ex-Italian uh, footballers give some sort of insight as to what they believe on this. There's nothing anybody can do to explain this, man. There, there's no... You know, I, I, want, I just want to add the fact that uh, Mourinho just started speaking in Portuguese live on yes. television. Yes. I think that's is like that I think that's that comes down to him wanting to send basically a message of whatever I say I I'll get crucified so I might as well say it in a language I feel 100% comfortable in. <laughs> well, we saw what happened. Well, anytime I respond the the referee the Italian Referees Association anytime they respond you just know it's going to be a disaster class of uh, of a statement because the only time they respond is when they are getting uh, criticized or when there is a massive mistake that uh, clearly everyone 
even your 99-year-old uh, uh, Nona with cataracts is able to see as to what the very clear evidence was on the pitch that they got wrong. Uh, but I, I still am trying to, in my head, get a read as to what this Roma is because the fact of the matter is if this happened once, twice, we can say, okay, a fluke, an anomaly, this is something that, you know, they, they can do at times, but clearly a performance or earning some result late, it, it, it isn't consistent. It can't be counted on. It can't be maintained. That is not the case for Roma. I, I mean, again, these sorts of results coming in the latter stages like this, again, our, our data and statistics team is out tonight, but I have to imagine when it comes to overturning a result in the final 15 to 20 minutes, I, I would be hard-pressed to find a team that was losing and was able to earn a result uh, in those final 15 to 20 minutes who has done uh, who has a better amount of points earned in that, uh, in that period of the match than Roma uh, when losing. I, I just, again, I, I haven't gone deep into it, but I have to imagine they are, they are at least near the top of all of Europe. Because the way they are able to do this, it, it's astounding to me. And by the way, the the manner in which they do it isn't consistent. If you if you see the way they earn these results, like, like Monza, for example, where they are just they're unable to do anything for ninety minutes. You have Stefan El Shirawi. He comes in, you bring him on, and he creates some magic. We've seen that from him one million times. But he comes on and he does it uh, for uh, Udinese. Uh, you know frustrated, frustrated, but you are wasting plenty of chances. It's not as if you should not have been uh, on the scoreboard far sooner into the match, uh, but uh, inevitably your hard work pays off and you are very well rewarded in the end. Tonight, it's it's almost like a little bit of both wherein Rome in that first half, I, I thought they were so poor in attack. Like it was... It, it was frightening at times how they were incapable of creating something concrete that wasn't even a clear-cut goal-scoring opportunity, but something that could have even been um, mistaken or perceived as a goal-scoring opportunity, like into the opponent's area. It, it seemed like they didn't do anything. And and then in the second half, again, they start off, I thought, a bit uh, a bit sluggish. And then you get the red card midway through. Uh, Jose Mourinho, in my opinion, one of our patrons, and I think it was Mads, he he said in the first half, he goes, uh, we need to bring on Christensen because he's going to get a double. And he said this in like the thir the, the, the 30th minute. And I thought, what a, what a bizarre uh, guy to call for because when it comes to Erasmus uh, Christensen, he is not the guy that I can exactly pinpoint a, a a facet of his game that stands out to me. He just seems very average in uh, the attacking and the defending department. But of course, because Matt said it, the, Christensen comes on. Uh, he he, uh, he gets his goal. I, I, I mean, there's just no, no rhyme or reason uh, in the way they earn these late results. The only consistency is they are able to earn these late results. So there's almost um, something beautiful in that regard where 
they have the capability to overturn something late. You just don't know how they're going to do it. And by the way, who is going to do it? Christensen? Uh, would not have been, if you know, a gun to my head. Somebody is standing behind me. You have to guess five guys who could, who are going to be part of overturning the result. Uh, obviously, I would have picked Paulo Dybala. Uh, Christensen, I would have told you at 100% would not have factored into that for me. So it's kind of what you just said in regards to Asmoon. In the fact that it's these different characters playing a part in these late stages, there is something really beautiful in that. I suppose, again, I, f- focusing too much on the negatives tonight is not something that us as uh, uh, Roma supporters, us in the media, whoever you may, you may be, any connection to Roma, we are never in a position to argue, to complain, to be overly uh, critical as to how three points come about. We are not in that position. We are not. Uh, we are not Juve. We are not Inter. So there's no reason for for you or I to come on here and uh, pick apart the negatives because there there are many at this point. We know who Roma is. We just don't know what sort of result they are going to get, which I suppose is just as terrifying as a prospect as to not knowing who your team itself is. But I don't need to uh, tell anybody how important tonight's points were because uh, in about 15 minutes, Napoli uh, is about to kick off against Inter. You are now level on points with Napoli so for the fourth and final Champions League position. So you are now in a place where you are there. You are there. You have absolutely fumbled the early parts of your season, you are there now. And I say this with a bit of caution, but this is where the death march of your calendar enters. You are about to enter the most crucial, the most difficult period of your season to date. And as you and I both said before the December run of fixtures comes up, you need to earn Every single point imaginable before you begin that stretch of where you're facing Bologna, Juve, uh, Napoli, after the New Year, Atalanta, Milan. You have to get as many points as possible. You can't drop any. Udinese, check. Sassuolo, check. You can't argue with it. You may not, Again, you may, you may not like the ingredients, but the final dish is all I care about, and it... Uh, Two from two before you enter the very difficult part. Can't complain with it. I, I just, again, trying to make sense of this is very difficult, but I do like that it is different characters playing a part. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and it, it it does tap into that, uh, the idea that, that Mourinho used at the beginning of the season where he repeatedly said, well, I have, number of options you know he admitted it i have a number of options like he said it the last time as well he i have a number of options um because it's true it is the options are there whether they fit or not is something that you can only find out as the season progresses you know and we we've learned over the years with roma that not necessarily everything has to fit exactly like in a jigsaw puzzle it, it, it mm. can also, you know, do you have pieces that perhaps do not seem to fit, but then at the right time, in the right moment, with the right momentum, 
you can make a change you can uh, influence the team positively and i think this roma in particular you know a, a team that is clearly um it's a weird mix between a team that more or less knows what it's doing and a team that is still learning what it's supposed to do and 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 mm. we've seen most of these players here were last year as well this year they're still back it seems like they're back to square one mostly um mm. so so that's not a bad thing when you're also trying to you know to to add fuel to the fire bringing in guys like Christensen like Sardaras Moon guys that cannot unfortunately contribute to your Europa League campaign so hey you might as well have them out there playing in the league because you really need all the weapons that you can afford to have on the pitch um because again, it's not, it's not, it's not given. It's not granted. Having Romelu Lukaku and Paolo Dybala doesn't automatically give you the three points. It doesn't. We've seen it happen tonight again. It doesn't allow you to take things for granted. Um, just because you have these quality players in the attack doesn't mean that you are all of a sudden superior to your opponent. We saw it against Servet. We saw it against Slavia Praha. So. Mixing things up is what made Roma under Mourinho become great in obviously their limited capacity. But when it when things worked, it was because you went not the conservative route. You went out there and you tried to put it all together, all into a, a melting pot, and tried to see what comes out of it. I think there has to be a healthy portion of taking risks with this Roma. You just because you want to hang on to that top four. You want to be there. Other teams, I mean, Juve are are top of the table by playing like 18-year-old kids. I mean, if you if you saw the lineup that Juve played with last night, you would be astounded by the fact that they are almost up there with Inter, you know, battling for a Scudetto. It's insane. But what Massimiliano Allegri is doing is he's resorting... To things that I guess he hadn't resorted to since his Milan days. Um, yeah. he's, he's finding out. He's trying things out. And, and and Mourinho has to go back to doing just that. And I think, you know, when he does it, when, when there are those glimpses of pure, 100% unfiltered confidence in his players, that's when things work for Roma. That's when they gain confidence because, hey, they see everybody's got a shot. Everybody's got a shot. Everybody's involved. Everybody is on the same page. That's what you have to keep. That's what you have to preserve. Because uh, if you lose that, well, then Roma have very little going for them. The attack is stagnant. You have nothing in, uh, in on either flank. It seemed like no nothing was moving for the first half, 45 minutes. You were producing zero from either yeah. flank. Yeah. It was depressing. You want that. You want some kind of unpredictability. You need to find a way to inject life into this team. They always pick up the momentum late in the second half. Why? What is it? What what triggers them? What sets them off? That's what I want to know, and that's what Mourinho should know. Like it, it cannot be just like, a, a, you know, a random occurrence. Like, oh, let's see what happens. Hey, let's see if it pays off. No, you need to know exactly why. This Roma team is winning these games so often in this same way. Because, you know, once it's okay, that's one time, two, okay. But three times, four times, 
that's a pattern. That's Roma doing something. That's them being aware of something that, hey, perhaps we as fans looking in, we are not. Definitely. Somebody in the uh, in this uh, Roma media group chat that I'm a part of uh, said, well, I am glad they won, but it is not sustainable uh, to win this way. And I I responded with, well, you know, neither is uh, uh, being able to maintain a long-term relationship with uh, Scarlett Johansson, but are you not going to go on a date with her? No. I, I mean, come on. I, I don't care if it's not sustainable. They're doing it. One thing that I, I think you just hit on is this thing that... It, Allegri is renowned for doing it. Jose Mourinho, since he's come to Roma, he has done uh, some experimentation to to a degree wherein he sort of pulls a rabbit out of his hat or he he pulls a uh, plucks a youngster from uh, the Primavera that we didn't foresee playing a part in the team and he's able to get something from them. I mean, that is really what he is doing with his bench. We heard for so long, Roma, they have no options from the bench. Uh, uh, you know, I had a bunch of Primavera players on the bench today. Look at that team. They had this guy and that guy, this guy, that guy. Meanwhile, I have him, 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 and nobody. Uh, but today, I mean, if you look at the guys that came on and played the biggest roles, it is the ones from the bench and... This really is the first time where, again, we can say that they have some semblance of depth and they are going to need to rely on these guys from the bench to, uh, I mean, contribute immediately, not to find their way into the match. They, they need to come on and they need to do something right away. And this is something you brought up, Servet, in, in the pre-match press conference leading up to the game. I mean, Jose Mourinho said, I need to see something more from the bench. I need the guys who are not used to being on the bench. Uh, when they start from the bench, when they come on in the second half, they need uh, they need to come on with the right attitude and they need to do something right away. I, I think there is a method to the madness in that regard. He's clearly, you know, for Allegri, and this is kind of where I do see a bit of a difference, where I, where I view Jose Mourinho as more so experimenting, perhaps. Allegri, to me, the big difference is he seems to be just throwing kind of shit against the wall and see what sticks. I mean, with Jose Mourinho, at least I can see. True. No, 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 no. I, I'll give you that. Sure. I mean, who who was it that pulled them? Yes, the, I mean, yesterday they won an extra time with Gatti, you know. And, yeah, uh, over and Monza. Like a, it was a like Primavera kid in the uh, midfield, never played before, you know. I mean, Cambiasso. Uh, he was the header against well, back from his loan experience, sure. Right, right. But but I think it was this know, year was circumstances and and it's true. Like there's been Massimiliano's been throwing things at the wall and it's been sticking. Um I think I would like to see more of Jose also throwing things at the wall and seeing if they stick, because uh it doesn't necessarily have to be. I think with Mourinho, the difference is that. He is so invested, like the team performs if Mourinho is invested, you know, and mm. I think it really they they thrive when he is fully on board. And I think that there are ups and downs there when when he gets them going. And yeah. and I think these these comebacks, if anything, are a sort of reaction to whatever 
he tells them whatever it is that 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 Mourinho mentality or spirit that you know makes you go, oh yeah, that's that's the Mourinho that I know. I think that's particularly visible in those instances. Like I don't know, I don't have any other answer. I don't know have I don't have a, a reason why all of a sudden in the final 15 minutes of what the if I think about it, what was it like five games this season that we've done this yes. exact same thing more or less? Like if I think about it, not once did it feel like it was flukish. It felt like the team yes, was just correct. waiting for it. So that has to come from somewhere. And I don't know where it comes from. You just said it perfectly. It, it doesn't seem like an anomaly or it does not seem like it is something that happens uh, simply by circumstance or at random because we saw it so many times. I hate to pick on Paolo Fonseca, but, but you know, there's just, there was just something about his aroma just at times. It was so unappetizing. You would know and you could clearly see. Well, I, I should say with uh, Di Francesco, it was probably more uh, prominent under him. But you could see when Roma was done, like the white flag had been raised. 75th minute there there was nothing they were out they they couldn't do it they didn't believe it whatever it may have been they were not fighting like this until the end the way they are going about it to win like this is uh, late i i mean again it, it is not happening um it's not happening by chance it's not happening by random i mean they are going out there uh, these guys that jose Mourinho decides to bring on in the second half they are going out there and filling a purpose. They are going out there for a reason. I mean, if you look at some of the data from tonight, okay? Now, I wasn't sure what it... If, well, okay, never mind. I do have it. If you pull it up, the, the XG, because again, this is, this is my favorite data point now. Um, ever since the game, uh, it started becoming more prominent a few years ago because it does give you at least in part whether uh, it gives you a much clearer answer as to what you were seeing before you as to whether or not they did have opportunities to, to find the back of the net. Now, in the first half, Roma, they ended uh, the, the first half with an XG, an expected goals of 0 0.29. Sassuolo, 0 0.74. And as we know, the score is 1-0 to, to Sassuolo uh, uh, going into halftime. Now, how did the match end? Well... Roma, they ended the, the match with an XG of 2.21, whereas Sassuolo, they ended with 0 0.88. That speaks for itself. Roma, what they did in that second half, particularly, I mean, something clicked with them once that red card happens, which you have a one-man advantage. You are going to expect that. That, sh uh, that is an obvious but there is a difference between something clicking like that and just very clearly having an extra man on the pitch versus what they did, where all of the actions, all of the episodes, they, they were very calculated. They were, they were well thought out. Whereas in that first half, man, it just looked like they were out of answers. The comparison of that first half between the second, and I don't even care how much of a factor that red card plays, you just look at them in their belief, their execution, um, the character, the will. It, it's it's admirable in a way. It's concerning in a way. But they are able to 
at least see things that are taking part in them. And this is something that, again, you see, we have Di Francesco, Paolo Fonseca. This was an area of their uh, managerial game, in my opinion, that was uh, non-existent, where there was clearly something not, not working in your favor, clearly something going wrong, clearly a deficiency that the opponent uh, was exploiting, and they uh, either had no ability or no will to fix it. They wanted to persist with uh, whichever approach they were currently uh, whichever approach they were currently implementing uh, within the team. Mourinho, man, uh, the complete opposite of that. He sees one thing and, and it's, okay, do it. Uh, let's change it. Let's fix it. Let's bring something out. Clearly, he saw something with uh, Christensen. I thought, again, I would never have expected that. If, if I was going to make a change in that match, I, I, it would not have been to bring out Christensen. It probably would have been something with Paredes. It probably would have been something uh, targeted with the midfield. Say what you will of Jose Mourinho. You may love him. You may hate him. Tactically, and I have said this time and time and time again, you compare him to the recent uh, managers of Roma. Uh, tactically, he is on a completely different level than those. And these late results, I think, that is where you really see the difference between a manager who, who is very astute with his tactics versus one who uh, refuses to make adjustments, refuses to make changes. And we see very clearly that, yes, they may not get the result, but at least the changes that are made, the, the alterations in the tactical approach that are done, they're done with a purpose and they bear fruit quite often. So that's the only thing I am giving from this. You know, if you are willing or, or because I get, and I understand it, most of the comments when it comes to anything I talk about, Jose Mourinho, it's I kiss his ass too much. I think it's, I've said it time and time again as to why I compare Jose Mourinho to any of the recent managers of IS Roma. And of course, I'm going to give him more rope and more uh, uh, leeway than I would Eusebio Di Francesco. Anybody who wouldn't, I would question not only your knowledge of football, but your common sense. That aside... I think a lot of these late results do come down to Jose Mourinho. If you're going to blame him for, I, I, I don't know, the, the, the majority of negative results that go Roma's way, you can't not credit him in this regard because, look, the changes he made today made the difference. I, I really don't have anything else to add beyond that. And the changes he has made in these late results, I, I mean, Udinese, same thing. The changes he is making in the second half are bearing fruit. So you have to credit him for that. For, for anybody who is saying, I guess his ass too much and he's not that good. We have to find a new solution. You can't not credit him for a result like tonight. It, it just, it, the, you can't because, do it. But, but it, that has to apply to everything, honestly. I mean, if you if you think about sure. our reaction after Servette compared to our reaction tonight, you have to take the good and the bad. Like you have to understand yeah. what's bad. You have to acknowledge it you have to address it that for example Servette the result is unacceptable because you you had to win at all costs the performance wasn't there to begin with tonight the performance wasn't there in the first half in the second half things picked up why did they pick up because it seems like this team finally found a way to inject some life with the changes so it's very important to maintain for the team to maintain this level of not only concentration but also uh, dedication because you cannot hope, like, that was Mourinho's main concern with the match against Servet, is that in that match, 
the players that came on, the players that first started the game were not focused enough. They were superficial. They did not care enough. And that is an anomaly because it always seems like whenever Roma have to turn things around, they always seem to have the right answer right there on the bench. If if mm. not the answer itself, at least somebody who, like Asmoon, can contribute with a simple touch, with a simple pass, something, be in the right place at the right time. We've missed that severely over the years. Now, that seems to be the thing that keeps us going. If people question, if is that sustainable? I only say it's part of football. Right. You you right. say why is that is is that a sustainable way to to win games? Well, it's part of football because Juve have been doing it for the past three months, and they're sitting top of the table, playing once a week. Sure, but for them it works. Is their squad more ta- like is their first starting eleven more talented than Roma? I don't know. Go go look at the starting eleven they had last night. Go look look at it and tell me what you think because that's. I can't, I can't bring myself to complain in this situation. I can acknowledge no. that we, you know, we are poor in attitude to start things with. It's frustrating to see that happen. But if you then manage to consistently, finally, for the first time, something consistently happens on the pitch, which is Roma get a result in a certain way, I can't find a fault in it because. That's what football is about. It's about finding solutions that work for you, for what you have at your disposal, for what you are working with. So if Roma have this set of players and this is what's working with for them and this is what allows them to win, then who am I to judge? Right. Well, Simple. and the thing too is uh, one of our page, uh, somebody in the group chat uh, immediately after Roma conceded that goal uh, in the first half, they uh, I forget who it was. I, I'm not I'm not criticizing, but they said something to the effect of, "Well, what do you expect when you have somebody like uh, Llorente starting in defense? You know, wanting to finish top four with a player like uh, Llorente in defense that can never happen." And I the first thought that came to my mind was. Uh, Juve got a result against Inter with Rugani playing 90 minutes. Also, also Llorente uh, has been one of the better players for Roma this good. season. With the exception of the Inter match, where the, that was a clear mistake of his, I, I honestly think he's been one of the more consistent performers. Me too, but uh, but my, my point was, I mean, Inter has a, a Cherby. I mean, every single team that has won something has some sort of defect, whether it be uh, from an individual perspective or an entire department perspective. But what it comes down to is masking those deficiencies. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I can't accept that, you know, uh, they, they can't win because they had this player, that player. I mean, Roma has a good team. They have a good amount of depth. They have guys that they can count on. So, I, I can't accept that sort of explanation as to why things are not happening. I, I mean, just to end this, I know, and as I said to the to the person who said that this is not sustainable, and I made that comment about Scarlett Johansson, I, I mean, I don't think anybody, that, this is one of those, those things. Nobody is going to expect Roma to come down 1-0 to zero every single match and in the final 15 minutes score goals. We, we know that. That is common sense. Um, 
every single thing that your uh, eyes tell you uh, for the amount of football. And even I'm sure the math uh, say that th- this could only happen a handful more of times. No, no, like That's just one of those comments, in my opinion, that is like, well, yeah, duh. Like, okay, uh, I, I don't expect Roma to win every single match in the final uh, 10 to 15 minutes. I understand that. But there is an overriding theme, in my opinion, as to how these things are coming about. It's about the substitutions. It is about the changes. It is about the belief until the very end that they can do it and they can overturn a result. So now, uh, technically, they are uh, tied for a top four place. We are waiting for uh, something to happen in Napoli, Inter, currently 0-0. Zero zero. Uh, it is uh, right about the 10th minute. We will see what happens, but where are you before they enter this absolute death march of a December? Where are you with this Roma? Because I still don't really know what I realistically should expect from a week-to-week perspective, but I suppose that's also what makes it interesting. It, I think it really will be a schedule based on each match on its own, whatever happens, happens. Carpe diem, basically. Uh, there's mm. just no way to foresee what can happen. There's no way to predict what Roma may do or may not do. There's just no way. And and for better or worse, I have a feeling they also themselves don't know it. Um, they don't know what they're <laughs> capable of, really. That's, that's For me, it's the only logical explanation as to why these wins happen the way they do is that this team doesn't know what they're capable of. So they only realize too late in the game, and that's when they switch it on. So therefore, whatever is awaiting us around the corner, that's way into the future for this team. This team can only handle so much. It seems like they can only handle things as they are unfolding right before their eyes. They cannot look into the future. They cannot prepare in advance. They can only respond and react to what's going on right before their eyes. That is the perfect way to end it. Expect the unexpected. I I don't know what else to say. We will leave it there. Uh, We will again return later in the week. Until then, ciao.